Hello, this is the World Economic News by Coldwater Economics for Tuesday the 2nd of June. The purpose of this bulletin is simple to state. I'm trying to keep you abreast of what's sticking out as unexpectedly good or bad in the data from the world's major economies. To tally up for the day, we've had five surprises and six shocks, and the four-week Coldwater Global Shocks and Surprises Index continues to recover, rising six basis points to minus 0.17, which is the least negative we've had since early April. Uh, there's no important data out in the US today, so we'll start straight away with Asia. And in Asia, the news was really about the degree to which governments and financial systems are going to mitigate the impact of the COVID lockdowns. Very largely, this means large increases in credit to business. In Japan, for example, April's bank lending data shows credit to business up 5.1% year on year, which may not sound much, but it's the highest growth rate seen any time since the turn of the century. And as a result of the, and as a result of the loan book growing 2.8% on the month, which is actually more than eight standard deviations above what you'd normally expect. Extraordinary, in other words. Where's this money going? Well, it looks like it's going mostly on emergency influxes of working capital, since loans for equipment rose only 0.06% on the month, and loans to SMEs rose only 0.4%, but to all other lending, jumped 58.2% month on month. Over in South Korea, something similar was reported, with lending to industry rising 10.4% year on year in the first quarter, up from 7.7% in the fourth quarter of last year. Most of this is going to the service sector, which was up 13%, whilst manufacturing got only a rise of 5.9%, and the growth of the lending to the construction sector actually slowed slightly. Of the new lending, just under three quarters is for bolstering working capital, versus just over a quarter for capital investment. Today's data also showed that the Japanese government continues to spend freely to keep the economy afloat. In May, the government recorded a 14.5 billion yen monthly deficit, mainly because payments to the private sector jumped by 212% year on year, which is again an astonishing 5.1 standard deviations above historic seasonal trends. The government is forecasting another deficit of just under 14 billion for June. The other strand in Asia's story today was some unexpectedly good news from Australia. First, the government earned an Aussie dollar 8.4 billion current account surplus during the first quarter, mainly thanks to a 19.3 billion surplus in the trade of goods. Now that's a good story because the goods trade surplus is up 44% quarter on quarter, whilst commodity prices in Aussie dollar terms were up only 3.1% quarter in quarter. So it looks as, as if there is some aggressively opportunistic commodity buying going on in the first quarter. In addition, Australia's profit situation was a bit better than expected, with total business profits falling only 0.1% quarter on quarter in the first quarter. There were rises in mining of 2.9% quarter on quarter, manufacturing 5.5%, 
and together these nearly offset the sort of COVID-related disasters you'd expect in accommodation and food services, which fell 17.8%, construction, which fell 8.3%, and retail, which fell 6.3%. In Europe, the main news came from the UK, where the day brought more evidence of what monetary support can and can't do in a time of coronavirus. First, we learned that in April, UK money M4, that's the broadest measure, rose 1.6% month on month and 9% year on year, with household money holdings up 5.6% year on year, but corporate holdings up 14.3%. Overall, credit fell 0.1% month on month, but credit to households fell 0.4%, while credit to corporates rose 1.9%. In other words, very much the same sort of story uh, that we're hearing in, from Asia as well. In other words, for the business community, monetary policy can and is taking the sting out of weakness in household sector demand. Meanwhile, it's not clear whether that fall in household demand is voluntary or is being squeezed out. Mortgage approvals, for example, dropped 72% month on month in April to just 15.8 thousand which is down from you know, monthly totals of around 150,000 prior to the great financial crisis. Similarly, net consumer credit in the UK fell by £7.4 billion, so that's about 5% month on month, with total consumer credit running at about £212 billion. Credit card debt fell by £5 billion, and other lending fell by £2.4 billion. Either we can say households are getting their balance sheets in order, or that they're being pushed to the edge. Now, which one of these is true is going to have a big influence on what sort of recovery we see. Thank you for listening. I'll be back again tomorrow uh, with the aim to keep you up to date with all the things that are moving in the world economy.